Merry Christmas. 2,000 years ago, several moments happened that are worth reading about and looking at again tonight together. <clears throat> you can read these words in Luke chapter 2. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left, when the angels had left them and had gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off, and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child, and all who heard were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. As we read that story and we hear it again and we gather tonight to celebrate the birth of Jesus, there's some amazing things that have happened that have led us to where we are right now. And this story kicks it off. And I want to highlight a couple of the moments that we just read about. And the first one kind of surrounds these shepherds. I've talked about the shepherds before at Christmas time. The shepherds were outcasts. They were the ones that couldn't quite fit in in, in, in society. And so they ended up moving out to the outskirts of town and taking care of animals. And for some reason, God, in his gracious, wonderful fashion, decides to go to these outcasts first and say, Jesus has been born. The Messiah has been born. The King has been born. And what a moment it must have been in the middle of the dark, in the middle of the night, just the sky opening up and an angel saying, Jesus is born. And then as he gives this announcement, other angels surround him and they sing, glory to God in the highest. What an announcement. I mean, this was like the announcement of all announcements. Like no production, nothing in the history of the world has ever been more powerful, more beautiful, more concise than this announcement. I mean, the only thing that could ever mess up this announcement was if Steve Harvey gave it. But he didn't. 
The angels gave it, and they gave it perfect. And I love Steve Harvey, just so you know. Love that guy. Family Feud, I watch it a couple times a year. It's awesome. Um, but listen, this is an amazing announcement. And what, what I want you to see about these shepherds experiencing the, the truth is that they got to hear the promise of Jesus in its full form. You see, the shepherds have no idea what's going on, but the angels know everything. They see Jesus. They know God. They've seen the plan unfold, and they know that Jesus is going to grow up, and he is going to be the king of kings, and he is going to be the sacrificial lamb, and he is going to be the promised Messiah that the nation of Israel and all the world have been waiting for. The angels know that. And so their song, their celebration, it represents their reality. And the shepherds get a little bit of a taste of that. And they hear this and they're just blown away and then they run off and they go in and they, they see the baby and they're just, wow, they're blown away and it's like it's confirmed. I mean, the angels were jacked up. So now the shepherds are jacked up and they go and they see the baby and now it's even more and they leave and they tell everyone, and people are amazed. We were in the middle of the night, and the sky opened up. I'm sure everyone was like, yep, the shepherds had another moment out in the fields. <laughs> I don't know what they're eating out there, but something crazy happened. But it says that as they told people, and the way that they told people, that they were amazed. And in that moment, it's a moment of joy. It's a moment of hope. It's a moment of promise. Glory to God in the highest. You see, what the angels saw at that moment is the reality of the gift of God. And it just started to pierce into the dark world that it came to save. And it represented the promise of God to show that he loves every one of us so much that he would send his son to die on a cross, to pay the penalty for our sin. The angels understood that that was God doing that, that that was God stepping down. And they responded accurately with celebration, with joy, because the promise was very real to them. They knew it would happen. They knew that Jesus was gonna do what God said he would do. They knew that people were ultimately going to have their problems wiped away if they accepted the gift of Jesus Christ. So the angels, with their knowledge and their truth and their belief, they express it appropriately in the middle of the night. And they run off, and they see Mary. And Mary is in a little bit of a different state. You see, the scriptures say, and we read this just, just a minute ago, we read this together. It says that, that Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. So by the time the shepherds show up to Mary, there they are, and the baby has been born. Now Mary has known about this plan for nine months, 10 months, 11 months. She has been thinking about it and processing it. And the moment that the shepherds come in 
And they're responding to their moment in the sky in the night of this amazing joy and this truth. And they see that it's true. They come in and go, this is the baby. We heard about this. We heard that, that he's the king. And she's going, that's exactly what the angel told me 10 months ago. This is great. This is wonderful. What a promise. What a gift. Jesus is incredible. I can't believe that he's my son and I'm right in the center of this story. And that's Mary. And she treasured the promise. She treasured that Jesus was there. She was believing and celebrating and understanding the joy. We know, we know that when Mary first heard about being the mother of Jesus, that she sang a song. She spent all kinds of time celebrating, being joyful, understanding how good it was. But then as you read on, and the shepherds come in, and they're all joy, she's sitting there going, okay, I get the joy, but at the same time, this is what the text says. It says she treasured up all these things, and she pondered them in her heart. And a lot of times, I, I heard at Christmas time, it was just like, just her kind of, you know, not being expressive. Because the shepherds were expressive, but she held back. But as you dig a little bit deeper, this word right here, pondered, means that Mary was actually scared. Mary was actually confused. And so while the shepherds have this moment of promise and joy and hope and brilliance and deliverance and Jesus and king and salvation and eternity, and that's all because the angels know it at its ultimate end, they express that. Mary is sitting there like you and me in the flesh going, it's great that Jesus is gonna save the world. But we're talking about my son here. We're talking about this baby whom, whom I love. And she knew that the path, the Messiah, the one that had been promised to Israel years and years before, she knew that that path was gonna be full of pain. And so while some people look at the story of Jesus and they see all promise, some people look at the story of Jesus and they go, I get the promise, but there's also pain. Because in the meantime, I've got to walk this path that God has put out in front of me. And ultimately, yeah, we're all going to be singing and we're all going to be praising God and we're all going to see Jesus and he's going to wipe away our sin. And the scriptures say that he's going to wipe away every tear from our eye. And that's all great. But Jesus, God, what about the meantime? And Mary went on a journey just like the rest of us would. Mary had to watch her son go through amazing tribulation. You see, the scriptures say that, that God picked Mary. Some people believe that God picked Mary because Mary was extra special. But that's actually not what the text leads us to, to believe. It actually shows us that because God picked Mary, she became extra special. Not, he didn't go, oh, he, he said, they're all the same, I'm gonna pick this one. He didn't go, same, 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 different, now I'll pick her. She's just like you and me. Just trying to build her life, trying to live her life, trying to be a mom. And the scriptures tell us a little bit about Jesus as a boy and that it was challenging because she knew she had this, this, this tension, these two reins of the promise and my son and he's got a big job to do, but I'm a mom and I love him and I gotta take care of him. And ah, oh, God, 
I love the promise, but the process seems painful. There's a story of Jesus and, and his family going to town, and then they leave town, and days later they realize Jesus isn't there, and they all come running back, and Jesus is in the temple, 12 years old, 15 years old, and he's teaching the rabbis, the teachers, the PhDs of society. They're all sitting around, and this 12-year-old is standing up amongst all these men, and he's teaching them. And Mary walks into that and goes, the promise. But man, as a mom, as a parent, can he take this? Can he do this? He's teaching them. That's too much on him. That's too much pressure on him. I don't want him to be hurt. At that moment, she had to kind of lean towards the promise of God. As Jesus grew up, there was a time that we all read about, and the scriptures are heavy defining this moment, that Jesus, as he started to do miracles, that the religious leaders wanted to arrest him, put him on trial, and ultimately crucify him, and that's exactly what happened. And the scriptures teach us that Mary watched her son go down that path. And so for some of us, I think we're in the Mary spot we want what God has to offer, and we want what, what ultimately is going to happen. But, but we sit here and we go, what's the pathway to this promise? It seems painful. It seems difficult. What did you bring in here tonight that you're going, you know, I just wish that God would just wipe this piece away. This part is too painful. This part is a problem I wish I didn't have. You know, some people ignore the promise that the angels sang about because the pain and the process and the plan is too difficult. And Mary's just like the rest of us. Mary treasured the promise and pondered the pain. And what I want to just challenge you with tonight is to understand the purpose of Christmas is to ultimately Bring us to the promise. Bring us to a place of salvation where when you accept Jesus Christ as a, as a sacrifice, as God who wiped away your sins, when you do that and you place your faith in him, you see every single one of us, we have this sin problem that holds us down. It, we have to carry it. And as we're carrying that sin, we can't have a relationship with God because our hands are tied. And ultimately, we have to decide what we're going to do with that sin, and that decision is called faith. And we have that sin in our hand, and we either put, keep it in our hands and try to fix our own problems. We put, them in our, we put that sin in our parents' problems, say, take care of my problem. We put that sin in money's hands, we say, take care of that. We put it in a career or a title, we say, take care of that. And ultimately, every single one of us, we have to go, here's my sin, I'm going to hand it to Jesus. Will you take my sin? I place my faith in you to take away my sin. And ultimately, we live this life and we go, you know what? I'm gonna give him my, my life, but this process before I get to eternity just seems difficult. And I want to challenge you tonight to think about the moment of the shepherds and understand that that promise is gonna come true, that that moment is gonna happen, that one day when you see Jesus as he really is in heaven at the right hand of God, that one day all your problems and the whole process to get to that promise is just gonna seem really small 
And you're gonna be so thankful that you handed Jesus your sin. And you have got to make a decision every moment Every moment you walk down the path that Mary walked, the promise before me, the pain with me, the promise before me, the pain with me, you have got to lean in to the promise of God. You gotta lean into it. You gotta say, no, 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 the angels. No, 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 it's gonna be okay. No, 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 God's gonna fix it all. That the burdens, that the pain that we all go through, that God ultimately is gonna bring everything to a peaceful state. And that's the process we go through to make it through the life that can sometimes be so difficult. No matter how big the problem, lean into God's promise. You see, that's a choice that you make all the time. Do you know that? Every day you're faced with a problem. Every day you're faced with an attitude. Every day you're faced with a financial decision. Every day you're faced with parenting. Every day you're taking a test. Every day you're picking your college. Every single day you face an opportunity to lean into the promise of Jesus that ultimately everything is gonna be okay or lean into the pain and forget about it. In Christmas time, Jesus came to put that promise up in front of us and say, I'm gonna solve all of it. Lean into that. Believe in that. Think on that. Remember that. There's a dear friend of mine who faced a, a problem that is arguably, you know, the grandest of problems. And so many of you you have that pain, you have that burden, you have that problem. And right now you're just finding it so difficult to lean in to the gift of Christ at Christmas. But there's some people among you and there's so many stories that I, I could have told and that we could have told, but there's one here that I wanna share with you of someone who through the gift of Jesus Christ decided to lean in to the promises over the pain. Uh, my name is Kate Deans and I live in New Albany, Ohio. Um, I'm married to Pete Minecci and we have two kids, Sarah who's 11 and Peter who's 13. Pete and I are both surgeons at Nationwide Children's Hospital. Um, about two years ago, two and a half years ago now, I was diagnosed with breast cancer and it slammed my really high-paced life just into a brick wall. Uh, it was the hardest thing I've ever had to deal with. Um, it was hard telling my kids how scary it was gonna be and tell my mom how scary it was gonna be. And um, as doctors, we thought we kinda knew what to expect. You know, a little surgery, some medicine, and I'd be through it in no time. I was young, I was just turned 40 at the time. And we found out that it was a really rare type of cancer, and it was the kind that didn't really do well with surgery, so I needed to have pretty significant chemotherapy. So I was gonna go through all this stuff. I was gonna lose my hair and be really sick, and so I did, and um, it was awful. I was uh, sick every day, and when I would go in for my chemo, I would just, um, it was like being beaten up. It's like someone threw me in a room with a big bad dude and he just beat the living daylights out of me. 
and my kids had to watch that, my husband had to watch that, and it was hard. And um, I tried to really hold myself up for that for them. I tried to keep it together. Um, I had a lot of faith in God. I've always had a relationship with God. I grew up Catholic, uh, but I that relationship had really waned over the last year as we had gotten busier and more successful in our careers and our kids had gotten busier. I had kind of lost some of my prayer life. And when I got sick, it kind of came rushing back at me that I needed to reinvest. And I was already on that path. God brought me to 514 Church and I know I was on that path. I had had a particularly rough bout of the drugs one week. I was only about two thirds of the way through and we kept getting more and more bad news. Like the chemo wasn't working and they just weren't sure the tumor was gonna go away. And I just I couldn't take it anymore. And so one night, um, I just I sat in my bedroom and I had my Bible open and I just cried out to God and I just asked him for help and it literally fell on the floor. I just said, I need help. I just can't do this alone anymore. I don't know what's gonna happen. And it was like a, a mantra in my head. He really talked to me and he, he said, do not lose faith in me, you will live. And he said it, I know he said it. And it was over and over in my head. Do not lose faith in me, you will live. Do not lose faith in me, you will live. And I don't know if he was talking about like my physical life or my spiritual life, but it just didn't matter because God always keeps his promises. And I knew that. And I just really leaned into that at that moment. I said, okay, it's gonna be okay. It's all gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. And uh, I'm two and a half years cancer free now. When they went to do the surgery, the tumor was gone. <laughs> we don't know why it was gone, but God told me not to lose faith and I didn't lose faith. And um, you know, I'm here today as a testimony for that. And I uh, just couldn't have gotten through it. Couldn't have gotten my family through it without being propped up by Jesus. Nothing, nothing will prop you up like the promises of God. Like you, you have the choice right now to lean into the promise of God. Like Kate said, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's definitely going to be fine if you put your faith in the gift of Jesus Christ. That's the message. That's how you travel the path through the pain, through the problems. You lean on the promise, which is the thrill of hope. Do you understand the nature of that phrase? The thrill of hope lives in contrast with the fear of brokenness and pain. And we turn from them and go, thank you, God. There's hope. There's hope no matter what you're going through. Because a baby was born 2,000 years ago. He grew up. He became exactly what God said that he would become. 
And he went and he stood trial and he never argued. He never defended himself. He knew that he was supposed to be bruised, that he was supposed to be beaten. He knew that he had to hang on a cross and become the sacrifice to pay for all of our sins. And that moment personified the pain, but the story goes on, and I love at Christmas time to take us to Easter, and at Easter time, I like to take us back to Christmas, but if we can just go to Easter for a second, because Easter is the promise. You see, God propped up Kate, God propped up his son after three days in a tomb. That's the promise. You will live. You will be fine. I did this for that reason. No matter how big the problem, you choose to lean into God's promise, the promise of Jesus. The promise of Jesus is the joy of Christmas. The promise of Jesus is the hope of the world. The promise of Jesus is the gift of God. It's everything we have. No matter what you're going through, he's going to deliver on his promise. It's his son. Isn't that great? I am overwhelmed by God's faithfulness. And I don't know how the path is gonna look like, but I know ultimately one day that we are going to celebrate our lives the same way that the angels told the story to the shepherds. With joy, true joy. You see, you get the promise if you accept the promise. And tonight, some of us have not accepted the promise. We've not placed our faith in the promise. Jesus is the promise. And you're leaning towards the pain. You're leaning towards the problems. You're scared of that path. And God says, no, 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 the promise is for that. It fixes that. It changes that. That's how I move. That's how your life is gonna change is if you put all your faith in the promise of Jesus Christ. And ultimately, the first step is for you to understand that when you place your faith in Jesus Christ, the Bible teaches that you are born again. That means spiritually, you come alive into a relationship with God that will never end. So when your body dies, your spirit won't. You will be joined with God for eternity. But that is up to you. It's up to you. Jesus did what he can do 2,000 years ago, he died on a cross for your sins. He says, if you accept that gift, I wipe away those sins, and you get to spend eternity with me. But you have to accept the gift. You have to lean into that promise right now. And some of you need to do that right now. And so I wanna lead you in a prayer. I just want everyone in here to just close their eyes and bow their head And if you've never leaned into the promise of Jesus, if you've never placed your faith in Jesus Christ, then this is the time to, in your heart, through faith, trust God with your entire soul, with everything that you are right now. 
And just in your spirit, I want you to talk to God just quietly to yourself right now. Just say these words. Say, God, I know you love me. If you died for me, that means you love me. And that means I'm lovable. But God, I have this sin problem that is separating me from you because you are perfect and I am broken. But you died for my sins. You wiped them away on the cross. I'm placing my faith in you and your gift of salvation tonight. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Let me live for eternity with you. Let me one day experience the promise the same way that the angels are right now. And just say, thank you, Jesus. And as we all pray, God, we're so thankful for your promise. God, there's just no one that we know that we interact with who keeps their promise like you do. The times and seasons and moments may be scary, but you are the thrill of hope. And we know ultimately you will bring all of the pain to rest. We worship you tonight, Christmas at 514 Church. We worship you in Jesus' name, amen.